Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mufuni, coming to you live as we do every week from the upstairs room at Half Hill's own Lazy Turnip Inn. And it's listener letter time. This week's letter is from, let's see here, Hong Shenshan, who writes to us from right here in Half Hill. And she writes, Dear Tosh Mufuni, longtime listener, first time writer. Well, thanks, Hong. Like you, I'm a student here at Half Hill. Oh, wow and specialize in Pandaren ethnography. Wow. So I was quite shocked and more than a little upset last week when Velmet claimed that the saying, little girls like butterflies need no excuse, was a Drenai saying when it is a well-established fact that this saying originated in Pandaren culture. I was even more shocked that you didn't call him out on this blatant cultural appropriation when you yourself used this saying in an episode of the Half Hill Report a little less than a year ago and properly cited it as a Pandaren saying. Well, frankly, I expected better of you. Sincerely, Hong. Well, what an interesting letter, Hong. You know, sayings are fascinating things, and every culture has them. You know, I have an Aunt Theta Mifuni, who happens to be a mage and understands many languages here on Azeroth. And she had so many sayings. What were some of the ones she used to say to me? Um, all right, the early bird gets the worm. That was one. Uh, idle hands are the demon's playground, and diligence is the mother of good luck. Hmm. I wonder if she was trying to tell me something. Anyway, thanks for writing. And now, on with the news. Rumors are circulating amongst monks throughout Azeroth that Master Height and his cadre of masters at the Peak of Serenity are developing a new training plan for all monks to reinforce and expand their martial arts abilities regardless of their current specialization, including the very controversial Touch of Death. While this new training plan may not be available for some time, many in the community believe this may be a portent of some significant future event. In local news, Half Hill residents have voiced some concerns about the sudden appearance of small Vulparan tent encampments in the village. While these do appear to be temporary, there are worries that the typically nomadic Vulpara may seek to establish permanent residency in the valley. Representatives of the Tillers and the Half Hill Chamber of Commerce have expressed a desire to have discussions with Volperan leadership on their intentions. The Half Hill Report will continue to monitor this situation and provide updates as we get more information. Hey folks, thanks to the fine vendors of Half Hill Market, you'll never need to wander in the desert to find everything you need for your farm, garden, or home. Hey, and Merchant Chang reminds you that the spring harvest will be here before you know it so make sure to stock up on the storage supplies you'll need. Half Hill Market, open every day all year round. A world of shopping right here in our own backyard. And now, the farm report. 
Joe Gu's word on tomorrow's crops is scallions. This versatile and mildly aromatic root vegetable grows well here in the valley and is a particular favorite food among saurocks, which <laughs> might explain their breath. Scallions are a popular ingredient in several Pandaren recipes, including sea mist rice noodles and my father's favorite, fire spirit salmon. Always well done, of course. The Farm Report is sponsored by the Tillers, education and support for farmers in the valley today and forming the future farmers of tomorrow. It's time for another installment of Jan's Huddle with our sports reporter, Jan Ironchin, brought to you by Moonberry Juice. Take it away, Jan. And Ironchin here with this week's look at sports around Azeroth. As promised last time, I'm high atop the mountains overlooking Tiergard Sound to cover the fascinating sport of Penguin Luge, doing my first real interview with one of the Glacier Penguin race organizers. Step over here if you would, please, and tell us your name. <laughs> wow, that's your whole name, huh? Is there something shorter I could use? <laughs> okay, I'm just going to call you Chili. So, Chili, when I heard about this sport, I assumed it was penguins actually doing the sport. You can imagine how surprised I was when I realized that people come up here to actually ride penguins. <laughs> I beg your pardon? I'm sorry, you actually penguins, not penguins. Sorry about that. So, how do you feel about people riding you down the slope for a sport? Well, that's a very good point. I don't suppose there are many other business opportunities up here. I would imagine, though, that there are the issues of dignity and the very real risk of injury. Well, it's great that you've taken those steps to minimize the chance of injury, but what about having people actually ride you down the hill? You know, when my wife Irie found out about this, she called it degrading. <laughs> Mind her own business, huh? Okay. Look, I've obviously touched a nerve here, so let's just move on about the sport itself. Who, uh, who currently holds the speed record on the hill? Really? Wow. I wouldn't have thought a Torin would have been that agile. Well, sure. I guess a Yeti chasing you is quite a motivator. Well, Chili, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Well, I actually think you did just say hi to your mom. Anyway, I wish you the very best of luck. Well, that's it for me this week. Until next time, this is Jan Ironchin reminding you to keep your boots clean and your balls dry. Thanks, Jan. Huh. I wonder why Jan speaks penguin. Jan's Huddle is sponsored by Moonberry Juice. Sold everywhere, used by everyone. Checking the Azeroth calendar, Volunteer Guard Day will be here in just a couple of days, so make sure to show your appreciation for the important work these guards do. And Children's Week will be here in just under a week, so if you're so inclined, please take a little time to give an orphan a special day out that neither you nor they will ever forget. Well, it's time once again for our weekly feature, Wandering with Velmic and Demesis. 
with everyone's favorite Draenei travel correspondent, Velmic. So, Velmic, last week you told us you were going to return to Thunder Totem. How was it? Hey there, Tosh. Well, we didn't exactly make it to Thunder Totem. <laughs> you got on the wrong flight again, didn't you? No, this time it was on purpose. Well, at least on purpose as far as Cousin Demesis is concerned. Okay, this should be interesting. So, we are on our way to Thunder Totem. And when we make stop in Dalaran, it was lunchtime. So, we go to Hero's Welcome for to have something to eat. We are sitting at bar having light lunch, and next to Demesis is sitting this human male, who says to Demesis, That is unusual looking dagger you carry. Well, I am thinking, oh boy, this is going to be lion's pride in all over again. But for some reason, this time Demesis smile at him, and take out her dagger so he can take better look. Turns out, he actually was interested in dagger. His name was Reese Carrington, from town of Bradensbrook. Huh, Bradensbrook. I can't say I've ever heard of it. It is pretty well-known Gilnean town in Valshara. You really need to get out more, Tush. Yeah, I've heard that a few times. So, I take it you went to this Bradensbrook place. Of course, the missus insisted. She was very interested after talking to Reese for a while. Good-looking guy, I take it? Eh, not by Draenei standards, but Demesis seemed to think so. You know, I think maybe she has little thing for humans. Hang on, hang on. Didn't you say that this place was a Gilnean town? Velmek, he wasn't fully human, you know. He actually was a... I know what you're thinking, and no, he was not Worgen. Peoples of Bradensbrook were from Gilneas, but fled from Scourge before Worgen Curse, and they shipwrecked in Valshara. Interesting. You know, it is interesting place. Peoples there went through lots of bad times during time when Legion was attacking Azeroth, fighting imps and demons and satyrs. I think maybe that is why Demesis find Rhys interesting. <laughs> That and the fact that she apparently has a thing for good-looking human males. Hey, easy, Tush. That's my cousin you're talking about. <laughs> Velmic, you said it yourself. Besides, have you forgotten about that guy she met? God, what was his name? Heath something or other? Ugh, Heath Tattersall, right. Uh, I'd rather not remember him at all. Can I go on with story now, please? Sure, sure, go ahead. Anyway, like I am saying... They went through bad times when Legion was there. But now, biggest problem they have is that Legion left behind these really awful-looking falcons and hounds that give them all kinds of trouble. Really? What, what kind of trouble? Well, peoples of Bradensbrook raise sheep. So, you can imagine. Oh, yeah, that would be bad. It is. So, we go to Bradensbrook and Reese introduce us to his brother, Douglas. And we spend little time with innkeeper Alistair Thornton and his family. Oh, there was an inn, huh? Well, sort of inn. More like house where family rent out beds to visitors. You know, just a place with a bed and maybe breakfast. <laughs> bed and breakfast, huh? Sounds like one of Rizak's crazy business ideas. I know, right? So, as usual, Demesis can't help herself and wants to help peoples there and go kill these birds and hounds. But 
Honestly, I'm still not completely recovered from time at Tian Monastery, so I'm not that interested. Demesis goes off with Rhys, and I am relaxing in town, just sitting on rock wall and enjoying view, when I feel something pulling at pocket on my robe. I look down, and there is sheep trying to pull out piece of sweet potato bread I buy in Dalaran for snack on way home. Next thing I know, I am chasing sheep and I lose sight of it. You know, all sheep look a lot alike. So I'm chasing down all sheep I can find and bringing them back to sheep pen to try and find this fuzzy little thief. Well, I get about four of them and then some crazy worgen druid lady come up to me and shake my hand and thank me for helping her peoples. I say, listen, lady, I just want my sweet potato bread back. Anyway, by this time, Demesis and Reese come back and she tell me all about this nearsighted old lady named Granny Marl, who was protecting cornfields south of town from birds with this big gun. Whoa, a nearsighted old woman with a big gun. That, that sounds bad. Demesis thinks so too, but Reese said she had been doing it for a long time and won't take any help except for people marking birds with flare gun so she can see them. Reese tells us that Granny Marl even protected food supply from assassins during time of Legion. These Bradensbrook people are tough. Well, it sure sounds like it. And this Reese fellow seems like a decent guy. Ugh, compared to Heath Tattersall, anyone would. Anyway, even though we didn't make it to Thunder Totem, it was an interesting visit. Well, I'm so glad. So, where to next week, my friend? So, next week is Children's Week, so we are going as family to visit Orphanage in Stormwind. We'll look forward to hearing about it. Until then, Dionys Aka, my friend. Dionys Akatosh. See you next week. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, in the heart of Half Hill, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. Stop by and visit sometime, won't you? And when you do, make sure to ask Den Den for a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Well, thanks for joining me again this week, folks. And hey, kids, make sure to tune in later tonight for another thrilling episode of Jay Ree and the Pirates. Listen in as that intrepid young Pandaren explorer Jay Ree and her friends try to help a small band of nightborn elf freedom fighters in Suramar in this week's episode, Game of Mana Stones. See you next week, and remember, free Pandaria. The Half Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half Hill Report. 
If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Report, or drop us an email at Report at yahoo.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.